Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show in its, I believe, 19th year on Voice America. Started in 2001, sort of one of the early adapters of internet radio, which is now podcast radio. And I'm very happy to be here and always bring you positive news and things that empower you and make your lives better. And today is no exception. I have a great, great woman on my program today, Gala Lofson. She is an author, a national speaker. She's a university professor and a business development director. And Gail shares her brand of positivity and living life to the fullest. Her energetic and educational, inspirational presentations with focus on with focus on life and career excellence have been shared throughout the nation and at conferences, corporations, universities, workshops, and webinars. She's the author of Your Someday Is Now, which focuses on best practices in business. And over $42,000 has been raised for local and international nonprofits through the sales of the book. Welcome, Gail. Oh, I mean, when I hear you say that you started back in 2001, what haven't you done? You are such a Renaissance woman and such a great example, not just for women, but for people out there. You walk the walk, Patricia, you walk the walk, and it's great to be back. Thank you. Well, I have to tell you, I started in 1982. That's when I did my first cable TV show called Positive People. So (laughs) it goes way back. (laughs) But I I remember doing the first podcast with you. It was me and my dad, and we were talking about Haiti and about um, being involved with nonprofits. And that was really new then. Podcasts weren't out. They were not. You know, one one question I want to ask you before we even start, because you've had a wonderful life, you've done wonderful things, you have a great marriage, great family, great career, all of that. But your your nonprofit work, working with your father and going to Haiti and seeing the other side of the world, you know, children and people in poverty. Tell me the perspective that gave you to do all your other work. You know, well, I started fundraising and volunteering when I was seven because we were brought up in a culture of volunteering in our home. And I mean, wow. really, we'd go door to door selling mm. little items from school. Then Girl mm. Scouts, of course, was a pivotal. But being in Haiti at 19 years old and getting up early in the morning, I remember we, my dad and I would get up at 5 a.m. to run. Now, can you imagine? But we wanted to stay in shape because we were mm. working in a clinic all afternoon, a, set up, a clinic that he would set up out in the mm. rural you know, Haiti or downtown Port-au-Prince. And to see people competing with pigs the inside of banana skins Mm. was life changing people and pigs and these pigs are not little pigs they're larger they're huge they're almost the size of a room they're probably eight feet six feet pigs they're enormous so seeing that really changed me and I went back to Tufts it was my um, junior year at that point and I went back to Tufts and taught in my senior year a course called ever compete with a pig making it in the third world and mm-hmm. I taught that for the Tufts Experiential College. Just yeah, to get what, the message out. Yeah, what do you think that taught you here? I mean, when you came back here and even in your life now, how, how has that sort of changed your perception? What, what is your belief system around all that because of that experience? When you are exposed to something as extreme as Haiti, the third, mm. you know, it's the third poorest country in the world, first in the Western Hemisphere, you realize that you should really get back 
and take note of the things that you are grateful for and not focus on anything you think you lack. And with that perspective, go out there and help people every day, not just in Haiti, but everyday life. People are suffering. People, Newport, Rhode Island, where I am, we have the second highest demographic of poverty in the state of Rhode Island. People mm. are suffering everywhere. So I look and at you, it, And I'm you wouldn't think that, Gail, Haiti. because the Newport mansions no. are there, right? All the no, beautiful, that's all you hear about, the, the yacht races and the big yachts and the Newport mansions. <laughs> no, and my husband gets up. He, he cooks for breakfast at Martin Luther King or the Dr. Martin Luther King Center um, in the morning. Because even right now during COVID, you cook and then package everything up to go out, you know, to be brought outside. And we have a lot of poverty here in Newport still. And it's, I think, even escalating during the pandemic. But again, when you come back from something as extreme as Haiti, you realize you've got to do something. You've got to talk about it. You've got to get out there. And I think that helps, Patricia, too, even in the classroom. Like if students start feeling sorry about themselves, I'm like, what are you really feeling sorry about? You know, a, a hangnail, a broken nail, I mean, a broken Gail, heart that's broken. what would you say to people during COVID to stay positive? I mean, people who, you know, there may be people out of jobs, out of work or sick, uh, you know, really have hardship. What would you say? Oh, there's, there's so much hardship out there and people are overwhelmed. So I, the first thing I'd say is remember, not everything's canceled. Yes. Not everything is canceled, and we have right. to focus on what's not canceled. Hope is not canceled. You know, relationships are not canceled. Imagination yeah. and kindness, love is not canceled. Yeah, that's so we've so got to, again, great. focus on what we do have versus focusing on everything canceled. I love your opening when you're like, oh, Gail, she has this perfect and this perfect. Nothing's perfect. <laughs> we all yeah. have struggles. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to keep my 92-year-old mother-in-law and my 89-year-old um, Aunt Terry really, really up during COVID because they're getting yeah. sad. These are their golden years. Yeah. As they would of say they're course. on their 18th hole, never mind their back nine. And mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to have parents in their early 80s who are, have been so positive during COVID and they're looking at what they do have. But again, people are suffering, Patricia, and we all know this. I know. Well, and you know, it's interesting when you talk about gratitude, Gail, because think about food. I mean, you know, we always took food for granted, right? You just said, oh, I'm going to go to the store. Not now. And now we're seeing the food lines. I mean, the other countries, you know, when in Haiti, other countries have been lacking food for years and we've always been very abundant. And now we're looking at food differently. There's more gratitude involved. There's more, you know, looking at what do you really need versus should you just buy? What do you think? No. No, I agree. I, I 100% agree. But again, I look at it, you know, when I was talking to a friend the other day, who was really falling, like getting upset. I said, did you wake up? Were you able to turn on water? Well, yes, I was. I said, okay, did you know your name? Did your eyes work? Did your hands work? Again, I, it sounds so trite, but I really mean it from my heart, focusing on what we have, what we get to do, what we choose to do. Now, you've written a book called um, Someday, right? Someday is, is well, nowhere, called, which is yep. someday, your someday is now. Yep, your someday is now, and the tagline is, what are you waiting for? I want to grab people by the shoulders, can't throw that during COVID, and say, what are you waiting for? You know, my mom growing up used to tell us, live every heartbeat. She would say, live every heartbeat. And her mom, our Bopju, we'd fall and we'd have a skin knee, or, or we'd have a fight with our friends, 
or it was a rainy day and we were upset we couldn't go outside, and she would say, these are your happy days. She'd go, uh, 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 these are your happy days, and just rock us whenever we were upset with anything. So I think, like, growing up with that positivity around me, I want to tell people, your someday is now. Now, you know, stop saying I'm going to do it someday. I'm going to do it someday. Your someday is now. Yeah. Now, you, you also teach courses at the University of Rhode Island, and you have many students. I also work with millennials. What do you think we can learn from millennials, Gail? I love working with them. I, I have interns every semester, but what do you think we can learn from working with them? When I went to school, the teacher knew everything. Remember that. The teacher knew everything. Now you enter a classroom and you're both learning. We're learning from right. the students. They're learning from us. It's right. fantastic. But I don't look at millennials as millennials. I don't. I, look at, I don't look at people in generations. I look at them as people. And Me whether too. it's at University of Rhode Island, I know you do. I definitely know you do. At University of Rhode Island or it's in an audience, you know, at a conference. I'm looking at people as people. And again, you have people like my parents who are so engaged with life. And then you can have 16-year-olds who are completely checked out or just mm-hmm. think there's, you know, all that. In fact, mm-hmm. and it was funny. And today's Monday. So Tuesday's class, last Tuesday's class, one of the young men in class started disparaging boomers. And I said, okay, before you start disparaging boomers, your parents are boomers. And thought, well, maybe they're not, Patricia. <laughs> I just thought yeah. about now. Maybe their parents aren't. Their parents are probably very young. I said, look at people as people. Stop putting them into these silos. So my advice to the students, though, is live every heartbeat. Grab every dream. You know, embrace life and serve others. The happiest people will be those who serve others. And I'm learning from millennials that they are embracing this. They're embracing it. No. They want to serve others. Do you feel that you always had this attitude growing up? I mean, do you, feel, do you feel you're born with it, Gail, or do you feel you learn it? No. No, I, I'll tell you what, Patricia. I really think Haiti was the life-altering experience. I was extremely normal. I'm thinking because Haiti, I was 19. So being at 17, 18, what a brat. Getting upset over silly things. I, don't, I won't go into all the negativity, but I'm thinking not being as grateful as I should be. I think Haiti and then volunteering more with, um, I remember my first board I was on was Leukemia Society. I loved it. I loved volunteering for Leukemia Society and then being on their board and then joining more boards like that and seeing what's out there really, really, again, made me grateful for everything that I have. You know, when we look at what's happening right now and we look at not just COVID-19, but now we look at the economy and racial unrest and political unrest and climate change, all of those are out of our control. So it's making everybody anxious, right? Because it, it, all of it, all five of those things are happening and they're changing all the time. So it's this constant up and down, left and right, black and white. So, you know, it's just, it's just a constant movement of change. And, you know, we as humans, we like to control. So the gap is kind of between what we can control and what we can't control. What do you say about all of these outside things? And as I said, it's not just COVID. It's all these things. Right. We've had outside things, but I think back of it, since I was born, <laughs> you know, I mean, my dad was my dad. He was right after Bay of Pigs when he was a, when he was a Navy doctor. And we, I just remember my mom being really, um, you know, scared when he was out to sea at different things. I mean, we have had so much stress in our life. And I know COVID, with COVID, it's escalated. 
So really, it is your mindset. It's your mindset from the beginning. You know, there's a professor at the University of California, um, Riverside, that I admire named Sonia Lubomirsky. And she talks about how how happiness is 50% genetics, 40% -hmm. are habits and thoughts, and 10% are circumstance. Can you imagine? 40% the habits and thoughts can influence how we feel. So while there is so much strife and there's so much, um, there's a lot to be concerned about right now, we can join together and do our best to make sure that we're part of a solution, part of a solution in our workplace, with our colleagues, with students, just being part of a solution. I know you do that, Patricia. You've yeah, always well, looked at being a solution. Yeah, that's my belief system. And again, you know, as you said, I mean, if you look at people like Viktor Frankl, who survived Nazi Germany because he always thought of his wife and he had positive thoughts all the time. I mean, even though death was all around him, you know, you look at Nelson Mandela. I mean, there's just Martin Luther King. I mean, these are people that had such adversity and they stayed with that positive vision all the way through. So it's, it's developing that resilience. And as you said, it's, you know, it's something we can develop. We're not necessarily born with it. Some of us had different genes. We may be more predisposed, but we can learn it, which is what you're saying. My guest is Gail Lawson. She's a teacher and a trainer, and her book is Our Someday is Now. What are you waiting for? And she's donated the proceeds of her book to nonprofit organizations. I said she started going to Haiti, third world country, when she was young. Her father uh, is a doctor and went there and helped the natives. And she was there really working with them as a teenager. And as she said in the show, it really changed her. It changed her way of thinking. And, you know, think about it. I mean, think about countries like Haiti, but even think about countries like Scandinavian countries where they're in the dark so much of the time, and they're oh, some of the yeah. happiest countries in the planet, like Denmark I, and I Finland and Sweden, yeah. and they're dark, but they're happy, happy people. Yeah, there's a little, there's, and I never say it right, but there's a book called like The Little Book of Higa, it's like Higa, H-Y-G-G-E, and it's about the, that whole Danish philosophy of candlelight and light and mm-hmm. how it can make you just in coziness. Yeah. How it makes you feel better about yourself. And I mean, we're all in our homes now. We're pivoting. And one of my, my, oh, actually, she's my very first intern from back in the early 80s when she was 15 years old. And she sent me a text today saying, today I'm appreciative for new lights. She has new lights that she's using by her computer just to like have more of a glow when she's talking on Zoom. I just burst out laughing. I said, of course yeah. you are. We've reached yeah. a point where we're appreciative of light. And I love this, finding those little things you can appreciate. You know, I, I interviewed, I was very fortunate um, in my work to interview Dan Butner, who wrote Blue Zones. And oh. he's a natural geographic explorer. He's traveled all over the world to find the five healthiest places on the planet where people live the longest and are happiest. And he found them. And one is Loma Linda, California. But what he found is that people definitely have great community. They move all the time. They're not sedentary. They're always moving. And they eat a plant-based diet. And they're, you know, again, they're very much part of community. And they're more rural than we are, but that's what they have. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because we do need a community. And that's one thing when people were saying, well, I'm not seeing anyone. Right away, you've got to launch and, and join Zoom meetings. 
And if you don't have anyone to Zoom with, if you have absolutely no one to Zoom with, then join. There's so much free content on the web right now. Patricia, you're doing, I'm not saying yours are free, you're doing a webinar a day right now on positivity time management. So there's so much out there that you can be joining groups and you can meet people. I'm accidentally meeting people when I'm either leading the seminar or joining right. the group and making right. some nice new friends during COVID online. Yeah, really I think it's nice one, Yeah, people. I agree with you on that. I'm doing a lot of corporate webinars for big companies because they're offering it through their EAPs, through the employee assistance programs. So they're bringing in trainers to really talk to people, you know, who are at home and are really having issues with, you know, with all of it. I mean, there's just, there's anxiety, there's uh, worry and grief because we've lost a lot. We've gained a lot, too, but we've also lost. So there's that grief aspect. And um, people are, are, you're right, you meet a lot of great people. You hear their comments in the chat room. They really share. But a lot of people are doing things to really help themselves. They're out there. They're exercising. They're spending more time with their families. They're communicating better. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're helping elderly people. Uh, there's a lot right. you can do. You just have to do it differently. And we are really fortunate that we can go out and walk. There's cities right now around the world that you can't get out, and we Mm -hmm. can. You know, my my sister Jen, who's a doctor, she always says two things. One, sleep is a vitamin. Get at least eight hours of sleep. Yep. You know, unless you need seven. But you can't run your engine without it. And her other thing is just get off the couch and start walking. Even, okay, if you've been on the couch for years, get off and do 10 minutes. Then do 20 the little things add up. You'll be walking 30 minutes three times a day in no time. I mean, not everyone's walking five miles a day. But right. the more you'll feel better and kind of try to limit the junk food. I'm adding that in. Of course, I love cookies. Yeah, I love junk food. Yeah, chips. You're, yeah, you're doing my webinar right now. <laughs> oh, I am? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I oh, love my it. Goodness. I, that's exactly what I talk about. And the other thing that I just learned is that the brain, you actually increase your brain by 2% by walking. Walking is the best exercise for the brain. For the brain. Okay, well, is it I cumulative? Is it just 2% or can I increase it by 2% every day? <laughs> I have to ask the author of the that I interviewed. I have to ask him. <laughs> oh, but he said increase the, I'll, I'll, increase I'll get out there. I'll put a treadmill in here. I know. I know. It's really great. Well, you know, you're such an example of this. You also have your own radio show, um, and you've done that for a while. You have your own podcast, and you've written books, and you give motivational talks. So, you know, you're really, um, you're walking your talk, and that's what we all have to do. But we all have days that are difficult, right? The difference is we have the tools. We have the tools. We have the tools. I mean, I work full-time for Newport Restaurant Group, formerly called Newport Harbor Corporation, and the Newport International Boat Show is, is one of our, um, pro- you know, one of our properties as well, in addition to over 15 restaurants. So being, um, working for a company also, still working, gives me a lot of perspective when I'm out speaking. When I wrote the book, I interviewed over 100 of my friends and clients just on their advice. What's your advice on leadership? What's your advice on communication, time management? So I do think that still being in the workplace, offers a lot to an audience when you are, you know, as a speaker, as a professor. And I, I like agree. to bring a lot, of, um, this, a lot of my clients and friends into the classroom, like I brought you in last summer, Patricia, to teach the students about podcasts, and they loved it. Yeah. So yeah, when you, you know, mentioned, go ahead. 
Yeah, we did that online, I remember. Yeah, I'd love you to share one of your one of those insights in your book. Maybe share a couple of stories from your book. You know, people who've given insights, some of your favorites. Love to get some of those. Yeah, oh well my one of my favorites is well well, my very my very favorite is probably our CEO, Paul O'Reilly, because he wrote Clean Your Desk once a decade. It was a joke. He has like six <laughs> different things that he wrote. And then he sure. did Clean Your Desk. And Mark Hellendrum, who is the president of Narragansett Beer, said take a 20-minute power nap every single day, and you're going to wake up ready to kick some. And then he puts in ASS with, like, little, those little dollar signs. Yes. And um, Bob DiMuccio, the um, president of Amica Insurance, his advice, which really, really helped me, was always be the calmest person in the room. And his corollary to that was always be the grown-up in the room. So those are, that's some advice from other people that I love. There's so much. There's over 100. But those are some things that stick right on the top of my head. Hmm. And tell us another one. Book, Maybe tell, oh, us, tell us another one of different, different ages, different stages, something that really inspired you. Well, I'll give you one from one of my favorite authors, and that is, um, he's long passed away, Mark Twain. But he really inspired not only a whole chapter, but a whole um, seminar called Eat a Frog for Breakfast. Seven mm-hmm. tips for more time for you, ten tips for more time for you. Because this is a very important concept where if we eat a frog for breakfast, which means doing our hardest task first thing in the day, first thing, nothing worse will happen to you all day. Now, you can't yeah. guarantee that. But at least if you eat that, you eat that frog instead of all the little tadpoles, we make a to-do list and we go around, I did this, I did this, I did this. But the big frog is looming. Is it starting a budget? Is it starting a sales deck? Is it making a difficult phone call or meeting? But once you eat the frog, it's jumping around in you all day and you can get so many other things done. So I, I absolutely love that. And yeah. I'm, another, um, I'm also a big believer in making sure, in addition, if you, if you do this, you're going to have better time management. So on the right. calendar, this was my mother's advice. She used to go into my father's office and block off a week to go on vacation or long weekends. So you need to block appointments in 10. Things that are busy, time with your family and friends instead of canceling. You've got to block appointment in 10, take um, family time, book time with them, and don't cancel. And when you are with them, put your phone down and be present. I'm right. sure you talk about that as well, but be present yes. for a world of people looking down. Start looking up, looking in the eyes, being present and really listening. You know, so that, I also, I talk about that too. I also talk about trying to get on video conferencing because you have your full amount of communication, right? You have the, the visual, which is almost, oh. which is 55% of your communication that you don't have when you're not on video. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't, I don't want the listeners to get angry, but I am not tired of Zoom yet or Teams. The other day, I counted them. I had never counted them. I started early because I was speaking in London, and so I started really early on Zoom, 4.20 in the morning, and I didn't finish that night until, I want to say, 6.30 or 7, and we, I had 18 Zoom calls. I counted them. I'm like, 18? And Patricia, I was ready for 18 more. <laughs> 
I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. Well, I feel that way too. Energy. I feel yeah. Yeah. I feel that way too because when I'm doing these webinars and you know even though I'm not seeing the person, they're chatting back and forth. That to me is my communication. So it's very much what you're saying. I'm engaged. I'm hearing what they're feeling. I'm. It's it's really very exciting. So it's a similar, similar kind of thing. Yeah, but I say this to—I say this not to showcase. Oh, Gail, you're so busy. Believe me, I like to keep myself busy. But in my book, I also write about busy is not a contest. You know, before you start committing to new projects, responsibilities, you have to consider what else you have planned, or you're going to disappoint people. You know, people go on and on. I'm so busy doing this. I'm so busy doing that. Nobody cares how busy anyone else was. So you've just got to consider what are you giving up to add more things to your plate? And you want to make sure it's not your family and friends because they're going to be there long after the work is gone. That's for sure. Yeah. Also, too, it's not just about being busy. Sometimes you can, you know, work too much. You have to know when to take a break. Definitely. Talk about taking breaks, Gail. No, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I can be guilty of that sometimes too. But I actually think of, I, I, you know, I'm teaching almost every day now in Zoom with students because we can't be, actually last Thursday was the last day we could be in the classroom. So we've had some in class, but even in class, you've got some students on Zoom. You've got some students in the classroom. And now that to me is like almost downtime because it's so relaxing to teach and learn and, you know, to be teaching them, but also learning from the students as well. Yeah, which is which is so important. Give us some other tips, wonderful tips from your book. Well, one of the things that um, my boss used to say, and it's in the book, is we've got to bless and release. So one of our biggest hindrances to living a positive life is allowing the negativity of others to intrude in our thoughts and affect our energy. Absolutely not. So you need to bless and release negative people in your life. You can wish them well, but then cut your ties with them. Now, of course, you can't do this with a family member, I don't think, but unless they're really, really toxic to you, for you. Um, but when you do bless and release, you don't say to someone, hi, I'm blessing and releasing you. My grandmother would say, don't do that. She's like, just stop spending time with them and start collecting. I love this. Collect people. Collect positive people. Yeah. That boosts your mood, but also make sure you're boosting theirs. Nobody wants a negative net or Nelly around all day long. Nobody wants that. So that's another one. And my mom and dad, their advice was always, I mean, they have so much advice from them, but live a life of generosity because it requires a lot more time and expends more energy if you worry about what you're going to gain in return for what you give. And, mm-hmm. you know, they just stop, stop worrying about what you're going to get from anyone else. So whether it's work, networking, your personal life, give, just give. It's not about keeping score. So it's not just giving financially to nonprofits. It's also giving of yourself without worrying about what you're going to get back. You know, I teach a whole course on authentic networking, give versus gain. Stop worrying about what you're going to gain. Help other people. And you're just going to organically gain. It's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so those are a few things. Do you want more? (laughs) No, I I think, you know, I think all of that, it's, that's the whole emphasis of BNI, right? BNI is that business networking group. It's called Givers Game. I've never gone to a BNI. Yeah, I've never gone to BNI. I've never gone to one. 
Yeah, and I Adam Meisner was yeah. the was the creator, and and that whole thing is that you you give and you and you get by giving, so it, no, it really I, does I, make a difference. Yeah, and the other one of the things I love, I saw this on a pillow once, and I just and I looked everywhere on the internet to find the source and couldn't. But this is not your practice life. This is not your practice life. So as we learn to appreciate each moment, we need to be guaranteed. Like we need to, like actually we need to understand there are no guarantees. So we have to make the most of each moment that is granted to us. I really, you know, that's another thing that I subscribe to as well. We have so many regrets about chances we didn't take. What's the expression? We have more regrets about the chances they took than the ones they did, like people did. So live your life. This is not a dress rehearsal. Don't Mm -hmm. what if your life. What if I had done this? What if I had done that? It's time to just get out and do things. And that's probably one of the, you know, my favorite things that's in the books and in my presentation is reminding people this is not our practice life. Get out there and be grateful and share you with the world. Yeah. Well, I I, I have a question for you. Oh, oh all right. Finish, but well, well, when I talked to you during COVID, I remember I reached out to you to ask you to please come in. Would you, t- you know, to class, teach my students about podcasts, which you did. You mentioned to me you had a you had an impressive exercise regime that you were. Oh. Could you share that with the listeners? Because I love that, <laughs> and, and I think of you when I think of dance party because I have like my. I'm a big believer in music, and I've got the playlist actually listed in the um, book. One of my playlists. But I'm a big believer. Start the day dancing, singing, and yeah, yeah. You- no, and I and I talk about this too when I do webinars. Basically, what I said is that I always did swim aerobics, and then the gyms closed during COVID nineteen, and I couldn't do that. So what I did instead is I basically do swim aerobics on land, and how I do that is I either find a series on Netflix or on Prime or some series that has several seasons and many episodes. And I turn, I turn on the TV, I start watching the episode, and I immediately start moving. So I'm jogging to the episode, and I get my exercise in, and I'm getting my entertainment. That's what I do. I'm so, yeah, so impressed with that. That just, and it, it sounds like so much fun. You're going to have to yeah. send me a picture of that, and I'll um, take a selfie, <laughs> and I'll add it oh, to my presentation. Right. I can do that, but you, I'll be moving. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you'll have to have somebody else, your daughter, or someone take it when it's a little safer, because yeah. that's, yeah. that's really... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think it's attitude. I do think there are things certainly that are triggers for all of us, Gail. You know, something might happen, you could lose your job, or you're afraid you might get sick. You know, they trigger you and upset you, but it's it's how you handle it. You know, and I I think that's important, too, to talk about. We're all going to have setbacks. You know, something will happen, but it's, it's how long do you stay down, and what do you do to pull yourself back up? Yeah, I think you do need to process it. You need to process it in your own way. I agree. Whether, whether that's talking to a specialist, somebody that can help you, writing it out, talking to a good friend without burdening them too much. They don't want to hear the same record all the time. Um, you want to not be going to your friends when you're sad all the time. You want to also share happiness and be a good listener. But definitely you need to process loss. There's been so many deaths, as we know, during COVID. And a lot of my friends have lost um, people, not specifically to COVID, but it's been a time that a lot of people, just since there's been a lot more death in my world this year, but, you know, my friends losing people. And we need to process that. It's not like slapping our hands and saying, oh, let's keep going. Life is good. But we also have to remember that 
happiness is not a when, it's a now. So when we, after we do shake it off or try to process it, still focus on participating in situations where we're, we'll experience joy and we'll experience people that we enjoy having time with. And again, I go back yeah. to Zoom because one of my girlfriends was saying, well, I, no one ever asked me to Zoom. I said, when is the last time you asked somebody to Zoom? Mm-hmm. Send a text. Hey, when can we Zoom? Ten minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. I actually had a girlfriend who said that to me back in April. Well, no one's asking me to their Zoom meetings. I said, start your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patricia, I don't know if this helps any of your listeners, but I'll, I'll share. And actually, that was negative talk. I would say this may help your listeners. <laughs> right. Um, to fit it to a positive. Another thing I started during COVID is groups. So I, I started like every Thursday, what I sell right now for Newport Restaurant Group, Newport Boat Show is corporate sponsorship. So I reached out to people locally and said how, especially nonprofit groups, and said, how are you doing during COVID? Do you want to have a once a week sponsorship call? Well, I started with mm-hmm. six people. It grew to eight. It grew to 50. It got a little bit more large. We started adding adding people from around the nation into it as well. And it reached a point that we had guest speakers. And then I thought, well, why don't I do a Friday cocktail party every Friday with my girlfriends and whoever can make it with a cup of tea or a glass of wine, whatever you want to do, check in on Friday nights. Then another group said, well, a friend, let's check in on Sunday. And then there were the former students. They're like, well, can we just get together once every two weeks because we loved the class together and whoever checks in, checks in. So you can start your own little groups online. Or join yeah. others. If you don't have Absolutely. a lot of people in your life, join other groups. Again, yeah, going you get to meet, As you said, you get to meet new people and get new relationships, and I'm finding that a lot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing. And even, you know, even for me now, when I help people create their own podcast programs, that's one of the things I do with, you know, all the experience. So I do that plus the webinars. But the reason I'm telling you that is that, Many times I'll offer consults, you know, just to to see what people need for podcasts. And I'm meeting all these amazing people. I mean, they may not hire me to help them do a podcast, but I just met a guy from Disney who's one of the performers who has his own podcast and wants to improve it. I mean, people that I would never meet that are just fascinating. So, again, you know, it's just it's all that networking, getting yourself out there and helping people, helping people. I'm giving them free consults and I'm learning so much. And gaining a lot. Oh, yeah. And see, you're giving versus worrying about the gain. I love that. I actually had one of my speaker's friends probably 20 years ago saying, I never go to coffee. I won't say if it's a he or she, but I never, or they, (laughs) I never go for coffee. Um, People just want to pick my brain and I don't want to share the information. Patricia, you and I will always go for coffee, whether it's on Zoom or in person once things are safe again. And help people with what we've learned because what, we turn around and there's somebody helping us. Right. Now, are you finding your podcast business is really, really increasing right now? Because it seems like there's a plethora of um, podcasts. Yeah, I mean, what I'm doing, I have my own show, which is this one. But again, what I'm doing is I'm expanding that part of my work, which is helping people create their own shows, which I did when I first started internet radio. Because of content, how do you format it? What does it look like? How do you get listeners? Because it's a crowded market. There are a lot of them. It's like writing a book. So I really help them write the book, if you will, create that podcast and you know, with compelling information and, and um, you know, how do you really get listeners and, and get people involved? Because people today want community. They don't just want to listen. They want to feel as though they're part of it. No, no, you are so, you are so right. And yeah, even the podcast communities, 
that's something to share when you're, you know, when you're talking to people, what are you watching on Netflix? What podcasts are you listening to? Yeah. Yeah. You know what else? You know what else I often say in my webinars is that, you know, when people talk about, well, I'm home so much with my family, get to know them more. Ask them, why did you choose your profession? Why do you like that podcast? Why do you like that TV show? Why do you like that sports? And learn things that you may not have never known, even though you've known that person your whole life. You've always been busy. And, you know, when you talk about learning, another thing that I've said, because believe it or not, I've had some of my friends, and that's okay. They've said, Gail, we feel guilty saying this to you, but we're very bored. So I have my whole how to snap out of your COVID boredom list. But the first yeah. and foremost, one of the items on it is Coursera. Have you heard of Coursera? I think so. Tell me about okay. it. Well, Coursera is online, C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A. And you can go okay. to any, most universities in the country, Yale, Harvard, UPenn, um, you know, some some top universities and then, you know, other most universities in the country and take a course. So you would type mm. in, I want to learn about life sciences. I want to learn right. math. I want to learn, you know, history. And you take the courses for free. But, in, yeah. but here's the bonus, and I have not done this yet, but I told the students, if you can afford this, do it. It's either $49 or $149, I'm not remembering now, that you can get a certificate from the school. And for people just coming out into the workplace to say, hey, I have a certificate from Yale University in math, or it's not a bad thing to add to your um, portfolio. And there's others, HubSpot, Google, Facebook, they're all offering free online courses, and then you have certifications. And that'll help the algorithms of your resume. We are always learning. I think when we stop learning, we stop living. Well, I think there's opportunities during COVID that we didn't have before, Gail. You know, sometimes, you know, the online opportunity, you can stay right at home. You're saving gas, you're saving energy, all of that mileage, and you can learn right from home. And sometimes for some professions, they'll give you a free course just to get you certified because there's a shortage. I've seen it with caregivers. And even like when we are, like we we have to get past that mindset of we're stuck home. We're not stuck home. Turn your little home, like, you know, my friend Abby was texting earlier today that she loved the new light around her computer. Do something in your one space, even if your space is a table in the bedroom that you pull out for the, you know, for your Zoom call or for your, your, yeah. your work during the day. Yep. And my yep. other former um, intern said, she wait, she's in Manhattan, and what she does is she, she works actually for Hudson Bay Company, which is Saks Fifth Avenue, so she has to be her brand. So she has a beautiful top on. Everyone, I mean, a lot of people are doing this. And then she's got her leggings on. But she makes sure she walks three times a day, 30 minutes. She leaves yeah. the computer and goes out to walk. Yeah. Rain or shine. And yeah, she feels great mentally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mentally I, feels great. Yeah. You know, a, a, a quick story here. Um, during COVID, I hadn't seen my daughter. She's in New York City, and I'm in Rhode Island. I hadn't seen her for, under four months. And it was so interesting because, you know, we started sharing stories that I said to myself, you got to be kidding. I've never heard this. I've known her my whole life. You know, because I asked her, why did she, she, she does a lot of work with nonprofits and anti-racism and, and you know, really, um, you know, understanding how different, how different groups work. And I said, why did you choose that? And she told me how she chose it in terms of her childhood and the influences she had. 
I never knew that. I'm thinking, really? And then I told her a story when I graduated college and I lived for a summer in another country. I lived in Ireland and how much it affected me the way Haiti affected you. And I, it really changed my life view, you know, being with a different culture. And I never told her that story. And I thought, wow, this is really an opportunity to really share and get to know even family members. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's finding the opportunity at a stressful time. Finding that opportunity. Yeah. And remember All right, Gail, so are, what do you want to leave our listeners with? What is your, what's your message? Well, I probably want, well, I'd like to leave my listeners with what I always want to leave my students with at the end of a semester, is to live every heartbeat, to really, really appreciate what's in your life, to wake up every day and embrace your someday, remembering your someday is now, and helping other people whenever you see the opportunity, whether it's even holding a door open for someone, stopping on the street and talking to the homeless person and finding out about their life. You don't have to go to Haiti to make a difference. You don't have to go to a third world country. It's right here in your backyard. So live your life with that looking to see how can you make a difference to improve someone else's life every day in your life will just be, it'll escalate with positivity and production. Which is, you're such a role model, Gail, of this. You really are. I mean, it's amazing. Tell us how we can get your book. Tell listeners how they can find out more about your website. (laughs) Yes, they can go to um, gailspeaks.com or gailaloxin.com, A-L-O-F-S-I-N. I will have it on Amazon in the new year. Um, I can't be selling um, books out of my basement anymore. There are, you know, so um, yeah. it's just that Amazon keeps the big chunk, which is why I was keeping it off Amazon. I want, I give all the money to charity. So I was trying to maximize, but That's right so now wonderful. it's reached a point that it, it That's will be so- on Amazon by January. All right. And people and you, and people can go online. Can they contact you online? Yeah. Gail at gailspeaks.com. Would love to hear from people. I always like new friends. Gail, it's just been really an honor and a pleasure to work with you again. I mean, I've known you for a long time, but it's like having a soul sister. We speak the same language. You know, it's great. We do. And thank you for having me. I appreciate your positivity. And I always learn from you, Patricia. That's for sure. Well, I feel that way about you too, Gail. It's been great. Um, Wonderful. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. I just want to tell listeners, it's been great to be with you today. And remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. And you can find me on Facebook by going to Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Like me there. And if you're looking to do your own podcast or a new program, I can help you put it together. If you have one and you want a better one, I can help you there, too. Would love to talk with you. Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And also, I'll send you a copy of my newsletter. Um, Would love to get you on my list and a copy of my podcast tips which is in an ebook right now so again everybody have a wonderful day and a wonderful week i'll talk to you next week i'm patricia raskin bye for now thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the patricia raskin show be sure to join patricia raskin and another amazing guest next monday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel have an outstanding week